Welcome to the TappingSolution.com's Bits and Pieces podcast, where we share information designed to change your life. Whether you're new to EFT tapping or an old hand, you'll find simple, inspiring information to brighten your day, motivate you, and help you live your best life. To learn more about tapping, visit thetappingsolution.com. Now, here's today's clip. Hi there. In today's podcast, we have a fantastic clip from my sister Jessica's Hay House radio show. I hope you enjoy the clip. Today's topic is what to do when you don't know what to do. In on Facebook, I posted a quote by me. Um, the quote is, you can't panic your way to an answer. Clarity comes in moments of peace. I'll say it again. You can't panic your way to an answer. Clarity comes in moments of peace. Now, this is the tricky thing. When we're in a space where we really want to make a change and we're desperate for change, one of the first things that we do is we begin to panic. And there is part of us that feels like we're doing the right thing. We think that our panic is productive. I'll say it again. We think our panic is productive. We think, well, if I really care about this, then I need to panic in order to be completely aware and to get the right answers. Now, for our ancestors, if they were in trouble, say they're walking in the woods and they hear just some noise in the bush, they should panic a little bit because they need to have all their all their senses heightened. They need to be ready to run away from that danger or run towards it and fight. So it's a very physical reaction. Now we're having that same physical reaction when we feel stuck and we can't find an answer. So there we are just stressing and worrying. We feel our heart beating faster, maybe a knot in our stomach, and we just want to do something, but at the same time, we feel completely frozen. So we have this energy, but we're not sure what to do. And that is the stress response. That's when you have the overproduction of cortisol, that's when your adrenaline peaks. And in those moments, blood rushes out of your brain. I mean, obviously not completely, but the blood starts to concentrate in your extremities, in your arms and in your legs in order for you to fight or flee. In our lives, where we are today in this modern age, that response is the very response that keeps us stuck in place. Because when you have that panicked feeling you can't make a good decision. Have you ever been so scared or angry? You know, you've been really angry at someone and you said something that you didn't really mean and something that you regretted. When we do things that we then look back and go, you know what, that wasn't really who I really am. Those instances, those moments always happen when we have panic. So the very first step in order for you to begin to gain this clarity of what you're meant to do next is to give yourself a moment to let go of the panic. There is fear around letting go of the panic. We think if I let go of the panic, nothing will change. What if I never figure this out? And we have to go against that. We have to start using tapping and methods to relax in order for us to get the ideas that we need to get that inspiration. And a big step of that is taking action. 
a lot of people are sitting at home trying to solve a problem in their head and they don't have all the variables. And the only way they can solve that problem is to begin to take action so more variables appear and they can make the best decision. They can solve that problem. But if you find yourself staying up late at night or really worrying, that is a sign that you veered away from your truth, that you're not living in the power of intention, the power of possibilities. And from that limited space of worry, no good can come. I was able to interview Pam Grout, who wrote this brilliant book called E-Squared. And it's all about different experiments that we can do to understand that the universe supports us, that there are other things in play. And I just got a blog post. I got in, uh, it's a newsletter um, today. And I think it's really relevant to what we're speaking about. So I'm going to read part of her blog for today. And you can learn more about Pam and her amazing work at pamgrout.com. Grout is spelled G-R-O-U-T.com. So the beginning of this newsletter, she, she shares a story about people realizing that the universe has their backs, seeing, asking for signs and receiving them. And she talks about that there are these magic words that help put you in that place of receiving that magic, receiving that extra support. And this is what she writes. So you're probably wondering, what are the magic words? Don't let their simplicity fool you. The words are, it's okay. No matter what, no matter what is happening to you, it's important to acknowledge that it's okay. No matter how you feel, it's okay. No matter what you think, it's okay. Most of us, instead of being okay with our lives, get all balled up with judgment and fear. We exhaust ourselves trying to make things different. The loving intelligence, the big quantum playground knows exactly how to play out in your life. But when our little pea brains get involved, and then she writes, oh, no, I shouldn't feel this. Or, no, the pea brain says, oh, no, I shouldn't feel this way. I must stop this now. Kick, kick, kick. I'd better call my friends and hash this out or join a support group, start a blog. We put out a murky energy that blocks the healing current. So again, when our pea brain goes into that panic of kick, 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 judging, 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 I need to hash this out with a friend. I need a support group. We put out murky energy that blocks the healing current. Our thoughts emit an electrical charge. And when the thoughts are busy not being okay, we put up a roadblock to our good. It's okay is the energy of love. So whatever is happening in your life, simply say, it's okay. And let the loving flow of the universe do the heavy lifting. How amazing is that? I read that this morning and it gave me chills. Let the, flow, let the loving flow of the universe do the heavy lifting. So we hear about this, right? So we hear, okay, it's not, it doesn't help us to worry. We need to relieve the stress. This is the challenge. That we feel the stress as this reaction that's really ingrained. It's, it's part of how we function. So when you're feeling stressed, it's not that you're doing anything wrong. I always say that self-sabotage is misguided self-love. Self-sabotage is misguided self-love. 
When you begin to panic, it's only because there's a part of your brain that thinks that you're not safe. And it thinks the only way to create the solution is to panic. And one of the reasons the setup statement and tapping is so powerful, and the setup statement is even though, and you state the problem, I deeply and completely love and accept myself. Or some people say, even though I have this problem, I'm okay. The reason that that is so important is when we release the judgment, that's when we're able to release the emotions. That's when we're able to give ourselves the opportunity to feel where we, how we feel and to begin to let it go. The problem is when we put so much pressure on ourselves to think positively all the time and to always feel calm, that pressure, that holds us back and creates an environment where it's easy to panic. And then when we panic, it gets worse because we panic about the panic. Have you ever been angry? And then you get angry at yourself for being angry and you think, oh, I I should know better. I shouldn't let that person push my buttons anymore. And all of a sudden you're spiraling out of emotional control. This is why it's important to go to these, I'm okay where I am statements. This is why those words, even though this is where I am, I deeply and completely love and accept myself because when we are relaxed, we'll know what to do. And maybe the next step isn't this beautiful map that shows us exactly where to go from point A to point B. Maybe when we relax, we get that little bit of intuition that says, you know, I should call that person. I should sign up for that course. I should take a step forward. And from that place, from allowing yourself to release the pressure of knowing every answer and to simply focus on the next step that feels good, you'll start to walk in the right direction. So let's begin to do some tapping around this, around the judgments we have, around the fear of letting go of the pressure. Like I said, a lot of people say, I want to stress less, but I'm scared of what will happen if I don't stress because I'm so used to stressing when something goes wrong. Okay, so let's all do some tapping together. If you are new to tapping, you can go to thetappingsolution.com. That's thetappingsolution.com and you can learn where the points are. There's a very short video. It's such an easy technique. And as we go through it, through this, I'm going to tell you where to tap And so just tap and repeat after me. It's ideal if you can say the the words out loud to help you stay focused. If you can't because there's people around you and you don't want them to think you're crazy, just try to tap discreetly and say these words in your own mind. When it comes to tapping, we first want to focus on giving that critical voice, the panicked voice, that fear, giving it an opportunity to express itself. We can't be scared of our feelings anymore. If we allow ourselves to have an honest conversation around how we feel, we're able to process these feelings, release the judgment, and they don't control us anymore. So it might feel strange in the beginning to be saying something that doesn't feel quite so empowering or positive, but we're saying it because there's a part of you that feels it's true and you're tapping on these acupressure points so that your body body relaxes. So you get to the point where you can say that negative statement without feeling the physical response of anxiety. And when you don't feel the physical response of anxiety, those negative words are just words. They don't control you. Have you ever had a time when someone said something to you and every time you repeated those words in your own mind, you felt your whole body tense up? 
And then maybe time went by and years later, maybe if there was some healing done, you could say those words and you didn't feel the same physical response. And that's when you knew that time had healed that wound. And for many, time doesn't heal these wounds, which is why it's so important to have a technique like this, like tapping. So we're going to do some tapping together. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's relieve some of this pressure. Let's do this together. Let's begin just by taking a deep breath in. Inhale through your nose. And exhale through your mouth. Now, let's notice the pressure that you feel in your body around making a decision. Or maybe it's just tension you feel in your body right now. Notice where it is. Is it on your shoulders, in your head, on your, in chest? stomach, your back, notice where you feel that tension. Give it a number on a scale of one to 10, 10 being very high, one, you barely feel it. Give it a number so we can just check in and notice any progress. And let's begin tapping on the side of the hand. So I'll leave a pause for you to repeat after me. So tapping on the side of the hand, even though it doesn't feel safe to relax, I deeply and completely love and accept myself. And I'm okay. Even though I don't know what to do and I feel all of this worry. I deeply and completely love and accept myself. And it's safe for me to relax. And staying on the side of the hand, even though I've been holding on to this worry, I deeply and completely love and accept myself. And it's safe for me to begin to let it go. Eyebrow, all of this worry. Side of the eye, all of this panic. Under the eye, I know something needs to change. Under the nose, but I can't figure it out. Chin, I really want things to change. Collarbone, but nothing seems to work for me. Under the arm, what am I doing wrong? Top of the head, all of this pressure. Eyebrow, all of this panic. Side of the eye, all of this fear. Under the eye, all because I really want to make a change. under the nose, but I don't know what to do. Chin, so instead I panic. 
collarbone. All of this panic. Under the arm, it's safe to begin to let it go. Top of the head, even though I don't know what's next. Eyebrow, I'm okay. Side of the eye, even though I'm scared of making the wrong decision. Under the eye, I'm okay. Under the nose, even though I'm frustrated with myself. Chin, I'm okay. Collarbone, it's safe to relax. Under the arm, even when I don't have an answer. Top of the head, I am okay. And I am open to receive. Okay, take a deep breath in. Exhale. Shake out your arms, move your shoulders, check in with your body. Notice how you feel. Notice how you're breathing. Are you able to take a deeper breath in? How do your shoulders feel? Your stomach, your back. Check in with that number that you had before. Has it gone up? Has it stayed the same? Has it gone down? Most of the time we notice that that number begins to go down a few points as we give a voice to how we're feeling and we begin to let it go. If at any moment we're tapping and you feel the emotions begin to spike, that is a really good sign. That means that what you're saying is really getting to the root of what's bothering you. So that moment of, uncom of uncomfort as you might begin to tear up or you feel a surge of emotion, that is part of the release of that emotion. We feel what we're ready to release. And so never fear what you're feeling. Just make sure you feel like you're moving through it and not sinking into it. And intuitively, when you check in, you'll be able to notice the difference. So the very first step when you don't know what to do next is to relieve the pressure that you're putting on yourself to have all of the answers and to go to this knowledge that right now you're okay. When we are in a place of fear, it's because we're scared of something that's happened in the past or we're projecting something in the future. Right now, look around you in, in the room that you're in or in the car that you're in. Notice where you are. Notice that you're in your body. Notice that you actually are okay. In this moment, you are safe. You are okay. We have to continuously bring ourselves back to the moment in order to find those moments of clarity. When I don't know what to do, the first thing that I do is actually not tapping. The first thing I do is take a bath. I relax. I give myself a moment to just decompress and I go, or I go for a walk. And if that doesn't work, I begin to tap on that layer of panic that is blocking me from hearing my higher wisdom, my intuition. So first step is to begin to relax. The second step is to begin to take some action. Are you being patient or are you procrastinating? When we start to believe that there is something greater than ourselves, which I believe, which is supporting us in our endeavors. Oftentimes we feel like that just means that we should stay still and be patient and just pray. 
but I believe in prayer with action. I believe action is a prayer. When I was interviewing Mike Dooley, one of the biggest things that I took away from it was that he talked about the power of taking action in whatever direction. You first need to know where you want to go. You know, you get into the car, you put in that destination, the GPS. After that, you need to start moving. Because if you start moving in the wrong direction, you'll hear, take a, a legal left turn or a legal U-turn. But if we don't even get in the car, we're never even going to get clarity or the answers that we need. And too many of us are just waiting for the answers before taking action. And we have it backwards. Take action, any action, just create some movement. The more you interact with the world around you, the more opportunity that the more opportunities the universe has to communicate with you, the more opportunities you have to get those brilliant ideas. So if something isn't working for you and you're just sitting at home tapping on it, it's time to begin to take some action. And tapping is here to support you to make that process of taking action a little bit more comfortable. And it's natural that it's uncomfortable because action that is not action that we're used to is always out of our comfort zone. That's how we grow. And when we're out of our comfort zone, we have to be okay with being a little bit uncomfortable. But there's a difference between being a little bit uncomfortable and a little bit excited and feeling frozen in place. And the tapping will help us move to that little bit excited, a little bit uncomfortable, which is natural and fun and fine. So take action. So with that, let me take some live callers um, to see how I can support you guys. So let me start with um, Gina from Louisiana. Hi, Gina. Oop, I don't hear her. Let's see. Can you hear me? Oh, I can hear you now. Hi, Gina. Hey, Jessica. Thanks for taking my call. Of course. So, Gina, so far, have you had any aha moments? Well, it's pretty, pretty much a call that was meant for me to take, that's for sure. I mean, all the things that you're saying is, is pretty good information because that's exactly how I've been feeling. Yeah, and, um, it, it's you know I'm like, what am I doing wrong? <laughs> you know, this is I've been doing it for a month now, and it's just like uh, I, money goes out and it's not coming back in, and it's like, what am I doing wrong here? You know, I felt like I was doing good, and you know that's so that goes back to one of the things that that both Pam Grout and Mike Dooley speak a lot about is this idea of how we judge things. So. The, the idea that something is wrong is also a judgment. And yes, obviously you have that, you know, you're looking at your life and you're going, well, more money is going out. But if you're doing all of these things, if you feel like you're moving forward, even when that happens, you still have a sense that you're moving in the right direction because there's movement. When that begins to happen and we feel frozen in place, that's when things seem like they're going wrong. Because in any business, anyone that has a startup or anyone that's done anything with money knows that there's always that period of time when you're starting something new, that, that things aren't going so great, that you're not, sometimes you're spending more money than you're earning. Yeah. But, it, but if you're moving I, I, in the right direction, you know, those yeah, moments are fleeting. I went for another job. I went for an interview. I did my resume. I said, okay, I'm going to get out of this job, you know, and yeah. go and save money. And, and it was, I had no idea it was making like a third of the money that I'm making now, I'm like, well, that's not going to work, you know? But, um, so I did take action. I, I was ahead. somewhat disappointed, but it wasn't devastating, you know, cause I was working my way up to getting excited about it. 
but and then I just said, well, okay, that's instead of like, oh man, you know, now I'm stuck. I didn't go there. So good for you, good Gina. Thing. So, so this job you're making less, but does it feel better than the last job? Um, I don't know. They didn't tell me at the interview, you know, all that I would entail. And they said it's only part time. So that was a, you know, that was a big no. And they had done like a muscle test on it prior to that. And it said no for that anyway. But I guess that's why, because it ended up being a part time job, not making as much money. But it was closer to my home because I travel like 70 miles a day to go to work mm-hmm. every day to and from, you know. So that's why. That was the only reason why I wanted to get out of it. It was because I love my job, but it, it just was too just so driving so much and you know things like that. But I, you know, I think something else will come up. I'm in. I'm going in the right direction. It's just like my car breaks down and I go try to get it fixed and they didn't fix it right, so I have to put out more. You know, it's just like yes, my daughter's got driving school and that turned out to be five, you know more money than I thought. You know, like surprise cost. So right. All these things keep hitting me. But I'm tapping away every day, you know, and but an- I, I, I do notice I'm not going deep, deep. I'm not, I'm not going deep, deep down anymore. Those days are over, you know. You mean so when you say deep down, thing. like you mean depressed emotionally? And like, oh, yeah, like I'm good for you, like, Gina. Oh, whoa, it's me, you know. Yeah. I'm not going there because I just have, you know, I say that Louise hating all is well, all is well, all is well. You know, I tell myself things that. A lot of things that Hay House has to say, you know, so Hay House has helped me a lot. And you did. You have to. And I, brother. <laughs> I, I love that. You know, Gina, it's so it's so funny that you're bringing up the car because so I interviewed Pam Grout, like I mentioned, oh, and you know, EM2 or something like that. E squared. E-square, okay. It's so good. You should get it. You'd really like it. Such a good book. It's like a little, it's a small book. It's an easy read. It's a lot of fun. I did, and I can't make those things happen. And I'm like, I was like, oh, man, I was just so discouraged. I guess I didn't do it. You know, I didn't put my heart into it. Well, just, well, you know, experiment. Just be playful with it. Yeah, yeah. And see. I I gave up too early. I was like, okay. See how it comes up. Yeah. (laughs) These things, these things take some time. And. And so I had asked her a question because I just moved to California. I had to get a rental car. I don't have my own car insurance because I haven't, I lived in New York for five years. So I haven't owned a car. So when I went to rent the car, they were like, well, you need to get car insurance, which was so expensive. So I was like, give me the cheapest car insurance that you have. And they gave me one, which, which like it's an insurance in case something happens to anyone else's car. Right. So I have this insurance. And in the first like after having the car for two weeks, I was going to park it. I was, I was, I was trying so hard, Gina, I'm telling you, I'm a good driver. I promise. I was really trying to park in this spot. That was just, it was just really narrow for my car. I was moving very slow. And suddenly I heard like, and just the side of my car scratched against the side of this, um, this square pole, like this square beam and just Mm -hmm. scratch the side of my car. And I was just like, Oh man, this is the worst. And then, and then a few days later, I'm driving down the highway and a nail goes into my tire. And so I get a flat tire and it seemed kind of unfair because it wasn't like I did anything wrong. I was just driving and there was just this nail there and I got a flat tire. And so I didn't even notice I had a flat tire until I got home. Thankfully I was able to get home and my neighbor put up a note saying I had a flat tire. And then, you know, I called, I called the car company and they said they could have someone come up, but it's going to be eight hours and it's going to be $60 to change a tire. And I was like, I've never changed a tire in my life. And as I'm having this conversation, this really sweet neighbor hears me and goes, Hey, let me change the tire for you. And he changes it. 
So here I am, Gina, like you, having just the worst luck when it comes to the car. And so I asked Pam Grout, I said, in moments like that, what do you do with that? I mean, what do you do when you're going down the highway, you don't feel like you're doing anything wrong and you get a nail in your tire? And she went back and she said, Jess, what you're doing now is judging and experience. And that's when we get stuck is when we judge something. What we need to do is wait in order to see the blessing, in order to see what it all meant. You know, it's so often that we look back at our past and we see something like, like the time the person we liked didn't like us back, the time we didn't get the job. We find times that we were rejected. But when we look back, we have that, we see the full picture and we see that we were actually redirected to something even greater. Oh, and that so, happens a lot. Yeah. I went through Katrina and I mean, all that bad oh, wow. stuff, losing everything. And look where I'm at today. I have a house that's paid for. It's teeny tiny, but it's paid for, you know, it needs a lot of work, but it's paid for. And I'm thankful for that every single day, you know, that's amazing. And so hold on to those moments, Gina. So when you're looking at your situation and judging it and saying something's wrong, instead of looking at something wrong, look at your past and look at those moments when, yeah, at the time it seemed wrong, it seemed horrible, but it led to these greater blessings that just have such depth and feeling to them because you were able to have the experience of contrast. Well, Jessica, what about, um, and then they say, you know, it's your vibration, you know, when your vibration's down, things come to you. I'm like, oh, no, am I my vibration's too far down? Am, is things going to keep happening because I don't have the right vibration? <laughs> right. You know, like, oh, no, I'm doing something wrong. You know, I'm not doing it right. You know, I'm like, so happy you're, you're saying that because, <laughs> Gina, I'm, you're not the only person who does that. And my answer to that is, and this is actually for the interview I did with Mike Dooley, which comes out tomorrow, I asked him that same question. I said, one of the challenges is that, When we talk about the power of vibration and positive thinking, there's all this pressure on ourselves to just be thinking positively. And then when we think something wrong, we're just so scared. And he said, (laughs) if you spend two minutes of positive thinking in the day, it is more powerful than days of negative thinking. That the moments that you take to say all is well, like you mentioned, and you quote Louise Hay, those moments are so much more powerful than any moment of doubt. And so, and it goes back to judging. So don't judge those moments because if you have a moment where you're not feeling good, the moment we release that judgment and that fear, we're able to have that open discussion with ourselves and let it go. Mm-hmm. And know yeah, that you're... out of it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. yeah, yeah. It, 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 you think it okay? That's not right. That's just not the right way to think like that. You know, that's not that's not how it goes. You know, <laughs> you know yeah. So and that's... Like, like I see things happening, but I was like, this can't be. You know, it, it can't continue. And and then again, when you grow, things come in your thing, and it's almost like a test, kind of like as you grow, things happen. But you gotta. It's how you deal with things you know, as they happen. And how boring would life be, Gina, if it was just er so predictable and perfect? Mm -hmm. I mean, where is the depth of just love, of gratitude, of joy, of our experience? You know, these moments enrich our experience. So when it comes to, with everything that you're doing, Gina, I have no advice for you. You're a pro. You are on your way. I'm not even a little bit worried about you. Thank you. Okay, Thank so just keep much. keep having faith and keep honoring yourself. You're you're doing it. You're an inspiration to us all, and I'm I'm really happy that you called in. 
And I thank you for what you're doing and, and your brother. It's just so awesome to hear, you know, what the power of, of what we're doing is, is really changing our lives little every day, every day, as long as you, you and you free yourself with those, you know, you clear yourself and it's like you bring, you bring yourself from an eight to a two and it's like, wow, look what I did, you know? Right. So it's like, it really works. It really does. I just get down on myself. I'm like, okay, Gina, what, are you thinking bad thoughts? You know, that's, that's the thing I worry about. Are you thinking bad thoughts? So just think, just let go of the judgment of even the bad thoughts, because they're just thoughts. We're the ones that give them power. In the present, just Mm -hmm. in the present as much as possible. Exactly. And you're a brave girl for moving all the way across the lands like that. And I know you're putting out money left and right. Thank you, (laughs) thank you so much. (laughs) I'm very grateful for tapping in this moment of transition. Change, but I'm sure everything's gonna. You just your life's gonna just go crazy good. Thank you, Gina. You're such an angel. Thank you for that message. God bless you. Thank you so much. God bless you. Take care. All right. Bye. Bye now. Awesome. So, oh, she was like, what a big heart. I love speaking to you guys because I just feel like you, so many people just in the Hey Ask community have these big, loving presence and energy and big hearts. So I'm grateful for Gina for calling in. And let's, I mean, Come on. We all relate to Gina, that moment of, oh, am I thinking something wrong? Am I, you know, just judging and being so hard on ourselves? We got to be easier on ourselves, people. So let's uh, take another live call. Let's speak to Heather from Wisconsin. Hi, Heather. Oop, Heather from Wisconsin, you there? Yep. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. How are you? Great. I'm doing well. How are you? Good. Any aha moments so far? Um, You know, I was feeling some tension in my neck in the very beginning when you went through the round of tapping. I um, just felt that open up and then also through my heart, which was really nice. So, oh, nice. So yeah, how can I support you today? Um, I've had um, hamstring pain mm. for several years, and I've noticed, depending on what's going on in my life, different emotions, it's kind of like it just suddenly surfaces or it'll be gone for a while, and then it comes up through fear and different things. But I feel like it's always kind of lurking, if you want to say, and it pops in and out of my life, and it really does impede my life where I've always been very active, but it got to the point where I I couldn't really even do very much walking and other things, so I would love to, um, you know, hear any suggestions or just whatever comes to you. Absolutely. Do you have any pain right now, or is it just something that comes up? You do? Okay. Yeah. What, what, um, on a scale of one to ten? I'd say it's about a seven. About a seven. Okay. So um, a few thoughts about this kind of pain. It's it's an interesting type of pain. It's a, a kind of pain that a lot of people relate to. Some, you know, you have it in your hamstring, other people have it in their neck or their shoulders, but the kind of pain that it's very clear, it becomes very apparent when we begin to listen to it, that it comes strongly in moments of stress mm-hmm. and tension. And um, there is a, a woman, I keep referring to all these Hay House people that I've been interviewing, but they're just so wise. Um, Alina uh, Kudrow, she wrote a book with Louise Hay and Heather Dane. And I had a conversation with her about pain because she, uh, she suffered from a lot of physical pain for a long time. And it's still something that can come up once in a while that she then has to address. And she said the biggest lesson for her was to realize that instead of looking at her pain as this thing that needed to be fixed, this big enemy looking at it as an ally to begin to communicate with her body 
where she was able to listen to her body and even have moments of gratitude that there is part of your body that makes you so aware that something is off, makes you so aware that you're thinking and feeling in a way that isn't aligned to who you really are. And I loved this idea of instead of fixing and judging and trying to change something, but beginning to have an open communication with that pain when it comes up. And I think tapping is a really great way just to open that channel of communication. So have you had any experience, Heather, of just speaking to your hamstring? Um, I have at different times where, you know, just pushing too hard and also at different times just feeling um, kind of hopeless. Mm -hmm. So... You know how we tend to want something in life and we focus on that and then it's kind of like, okay, you need to let go. You know, there's a bigger plan out there. Um, Yeah. I think it's just been around for so long that at times, you know, it's like you feel that resentment or anger towards it and Mm -hmm. um, where it's just really affected different, Right. you know, the physicality of life. Right now in your hamstring, if there was an emotion there, what would it be? I would say of feeling stuck. Mm-hmm. Okay. And do you still feel, do you feel the resentment in your hamstring or that's just a, an overall feeling? What's interesting is I'll feel like the burn in the hamstring and then I'll feel the tightness in the chest. Okay. So right now, um, that the seven, is that the burn in your hamstring? Right. Okay. Okay. So let's just begin to do some, just some general tapping. Everyone that's listening, notice if you have any part of your body that feels tight, it's aching, it's burning, just take note of that. Give it a number as well on a scale of one to 10. And we're just going to experiment here to see where this goes. So um, Heather, are you open to doing some tapping? Definitely. Yes. Okay. So tapping on the side of the hand, repeat after me, or, um, no, sorry, we, did, we do have the number seven. Okay, side of the hand. Even though I have this burning sensation in my hamstring. Even though I have this burning sensation in my hamstring. I deeply and completely love and accept myself. I deeply and completely love and accept myself. Even though my hamstring is burning to tell me something. Even though my hamstring is burning to tell me something. I love and accept myself. I love and accept myself. Even though I feel all of this sadness in my hamstring. Even though I feel all of this sadness in my hamstring. I deeply and completely love and accept myself. I deeply and completely love and accept myself. Eyebrow, I'm so tired of this pain. I'm so tired of this pain. Side of the eye, I'm tired of trying so hard. I'm tired of trying so hard. Under the eye and not being able to fix it. And not being able to fix it. Under the nose, this burning in my hamstring. This burning in my hamstring. Chin, this sadness in my hamstring. This sadness in my hamstring. Collarbone, this resentment in my chest. This resentment in my chest. Under the arm, it feels overwhelming. It feels overwhelming. Top of the head, it feels overwhelming. It feels overwhelming. Eyebrow, because I try so hard. Because I try so hard. Side of the eye, and it's just not fair. It is just not fair. Under the eye, this sadness in my hamstring. This sadness in my hamstring. 
Under the nose, this burning in my hamstring. This burning in my hamstring. Chin, my hamstring is burning to tell me something. My hamstring is burning to tell me something. Collarbone, and I'm open to listening. And I'm open to listening. Under the arm, but that feels scary too. But that feels scary too. Top of the head, because it often feels overwhelming. Because it often feels overwhelming. Eyebrow, I don't need all the answers now. I don't need all the answers now. Side of the eye, I don't need to fix this now. I don't need to fix this now. Under the eye, there's nothing to fix. There's nothing to fix. Under the nose, simply something to understand. Simply something to understand. Chin, and I'm open to listening. And I'm open to listening. Collarbone, I'm open to a miracle. I'm open to a miracle. Under the arm, I'm open to this higher guidance. I am open to this higher guidance. Top of the head, right here and right now. Right here and right now. It's safe for my hamstring to relax. It is safe for my hamstring to relax. Okay, take a deep breath in. Exhale. So Heather, how was that for you? I want you to just check in. Let's start with your hamstring. Did the burning go up, stay the same, go down? It went down and stayed down to like a four. Wow, okay, so a so, seven yeah. to a four. Yeah, Pretty so significant. I, I do feel relief in that space. And when we were doing that tapping, did you have any thoughts that came up or anything that resonated with you? Yeah, I would say kind of when we were halfway through, the words came through of don't go. Don't and go. I, yeah. What are those words? What do they mean? To me, it, it's either um, tied in with the relationship that I'm in and we're, mm-hmm. we're going through some different times. Um, it also feels like connecting to um, the passing of my mom when I was young. Mm-hmm. So when you say don't go, who are you speaking to? Is it just, is it, does it feel like an overall, is it coming from a place of overall fear in these two different situations? I would say so. And I think also I've been on the verge of a career change, Mm -hmm. um, you know, just out of respecting budgets and things like that. I think, you know, I've been looking to get back into, if you want to say the career arena instead of my own um, business. Right. So you want to make these changes. There's a part of you that wants to go, that wants to move, but there is a sphere that's saying don't go. Right. Is that right? Right. Okay. So let's start tapping on the side of the hand. And again, everyone that's listening, tap and repeat after me as well. Even though part of me feels. Even though part of me feels. That it's not safe to change. That it's not safe to change. I deeply and completely love and accept myself. I deeply and completely love and accept myself. Even though part of me knows I need to change. Even though part of me knows I need to change. But I don't feel ready. But I don't feel ready. Right now and right here. Right now and right here. I'm okay. I'm okay. Even though I'm scared to take a step forward. Even though I'm afraid to take a step forward. I love and accept myself. I love and accept myself. And it's safe for me to relax. And it's safe for me to relax. Side of the eye. I'm ready to take a step forward. I'm ready to take a step forward. Side of the eye, but I'm not. 
put you in a net. Under the eye, I'm scared. I'm scared. Under the nose, don't go. Don't go. Chin, all of this fear. All of this fear. Collarbone, that tells me not to go. That tells me not to go. Under the arm, don't go. Don't go. Top of the head, don't go. Don't go. Eyebrow, change is hard. Change is hard. Side of the eye, you're going into the unknown. You're going into the unknown. Under the eye, don't go. Don't go. Under the nose, don't go. Don't go. Chin, all of this fear. All of this fear. Collarbone, this burning in my hamstring. This burning in my hamstring. Under the arm, all this fear in my hamstring. All this fear in my hamstring. Top of the head, don't go. Don't go. Eyebrow, it's safe to hear this message. It's safe to hear this message. Side of the eye, it's a scared child. It's a scared child. Under the eye, I don't need to be mad at the child. I don't need to be mad at the child. Under the nose, I don't need to fix the child. I don't need to fix the child. Chin, I don't need to feel frustrated with the child. I don't need to feel frustrated with the child. Collarbone, I just need to live. I just need to love this little girl. I just need to love this little girl. Under the arm, who's scared? Who's scared? Top of the head, and that's okay. And that's okay. Eyebrow, it's okay to be scared. It's okay to be scared. Side of the eye, it's okay to feel uncertain. Okay to feel uncertain. Under the eye, I can move at my own pace. I can move at my own pace. Under the nose, it's safe to move at my own pace. It's safe to move at my own pace. Chin, and when I'm ready. And when I'm ready. Collarbone, I'm patient with this little girl. I'm patient with this little girl. Under the arm, I'm loving towards this little girl. I'm loving towards this little girl. Top of the head, and from this space. And from this space. I am safe. I am safe. Okay, take a deep breath in. Exhale. Beautiful, Heather. So notice, again, your hamstring. It was a four before. How does it feel now? It's it's down to a two. Wow, okay. So from starting at a seven to a two. When you feel that that burning come up, if it ever comes up again, what do you need to tell yourself? What do you need to remind yourself of? I would say that I'm safe and that I'm with that little inner child and she's not alone. Mm -hmm. Because oftentimes when we feel that uncomfortable, that burning, we get angry, we shame it, we yell at it. When that burning is just that little girl, it's just a part of us that's scared. And the way we give ourselves that courage and feeling safe isn't to yell or to criticize or to feel like something's wrong, but it's to begin to communicate and to understand and to encourage. Definitely. No, I appreciate that. Thank you for helping to melt my iceberg. (laughs) Of course.